Welcome to the Pile of Salt Podcast. My name is Hank with me. It's Ben. Yo. Yo. We're just going to talk about some stuff. Is that yeah. some stuff? And uh, we're not ready to, you know, reservoir size long or whatever. Yeah. It's got, it's got some beef. It's, it's very interesting, though. Very good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not, you know, as you may or may not know, I recently watched through a large chunk of the <laughs> Dragon Ball content and, uh, I'm just, I'm not fucking used to watching an anime where like roughly every 10 to 20 minutes or every 30 seconds, depending on the episode, you don't just hear Kakarot, Kakarot, why? <laughs> Like, I just keep expecting Gino every time. Is like every time that dead every, for so long. Come every, on, every time they <laughs> throw open a door, I just I'm expecting it. It's never there. <laughs> just goes boo. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we we've, we've been doing we've been you know been doing other stuff. Uh, I've like watched a few things, but primarily I bet I like played a bunch of stuff. I was like, I basically was using the Steam refund policy as a way to do demos. Though mm-hmm. in hindsight, I probably could have checked if some of those games actually had a demo, but nah. Mm-hmm. I did not. Um, I mentioned to you a while ago that I was looking for like something to play on Switch, possibly. I was going to to like demo Dragon Quest Builders 2, but mm-hmm. that must be Capcom, right? Dragon Quest. Is it? I think it's Bandai Namco. You know what? Maybe that's the thing that like it's not available to me on Steam. And like it's in the same vein like Monster Hunter stuff isn't available to me. Um, oh, what was the thing? Oh, I no, just... it's Square Enix. It's Square Enix, of course. Okay. I wonder if they just took... I I didn't look into other Square Enix stuff, so I haven't noticed. But, like, yeah, Capcom stuff. Maybe it's just, like, <laughs> all of those companies. They're not available, so I can't... I can't even look at it on Steam. So I didn't try that one. But I tried a bunch of other shit. And yeah, what have you been up to? You didn't. You didn't make a poop sword, though. I did not. I did not make a poop sword. I didn't even get to Mm. look ahead to making a poop sword. Uh huh. So the big thing I did was I played through all of Citizen Sleeper in one sitting. Yeah, that tracks. It's like what I I read that it takes like it would be like a full day, not necessarily twenty four yeah. hours, but like, you know, like eight something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it? Um, I'm kind of a sucker for that kind of game, but the more I think about it, the less I like it in terms of like stuff. Also. Anytime when I have to listen, I've tried to listen to people talk about it because I had no one to talk about it with. Um, 
they were too effusive and it annoyed me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a good, I had a fine time with it, but let's don't fucking call an apple an orange or whatever. Like, it's, it's a narrative game that has some trappings of management of mechanical stuff but the mechanical stuff kind of just is not good (laughs) or it's too easy it kind of just falls apart yeah i mean like 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 the big thing is to me it's like it's supposed to evoke like so you're a you're a as a sleeper, sleeper, you're a robot whose personality is taken from a regular person who basically sold off their personality onto you. Like you're, yeah, this weird double. It's been sold off and then like tried to escape, and like your ship was shot down, and you've like woken up on this, like, uh space station or whatever and like yeah. your first this guy wakes you up and and gives you your job and then you slowly realize like the thing you're doing is like helping him like harvest the ship that you were in before <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first big thing and then he's like uh you could get out of here and there's like and the thing is like your body is is planned obsolescence so you've got like a meter that's ticking down and if it if it as it ticks down like your main mechanic for doing stuff is you get dice and every day you wake up your dice are you know a certain value and that's like if you want to do something you roll that dice but you might wake up and you have like three a a 2 a 3 and a 4 or whatever up to 6 um and then, like for doing your for doing a number of tasks, you roll a die. But as your body's degrading, there's a the the bar goes down. When it crosses a threshold past one of the dice, you can't you get one less dice. Yeah. So it's like setting up a pretty harsh like. And you have to eat. resource. Yeah, you also get hungry. Uh, so you just have to spend time like. You charge in your solar panels or go into a bar and eating food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which you just have to do to not starve. And that, you know, takes money and you get money for doing stuff. And the the planned obsolescence thing is like you get a... Is it a shot? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... Yeah, you're, so it's about managing your resources or whatever. The thing is, it didn't really take me that long to, like, fucking have that shit licked, and I didn't really have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the like, narrative doesn't hold up to that, because, like, you're following all these stories that are about, like, you know, escaping... Or something. I'm like, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I've got shit set up just the way I like it. Yeah. I've got my magic fucking plants that grow the serum that keeps me alive or whatever. 
Um, also, I didn't even need to use the serum at a certain point. I could just, like, use some scrap to repair myself every couple days, and it was fine. Like, I never... I, would, I could always I, stay at max dice. I, I that's pretty late, though. That's a... That's a it's a like second tier upgrade or whatever. I did not get that far. Yeah. This was one I didn't intend for it to be one of the the demos, but it ended up that way. Um bought it. I I did about like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I got the serum thing. Uh I started eating some food. I talked to somebody and then I forget if I like I guess I just went to bed. Like in real life, and I was like, this, mm-hmm. the first thirty minutes, like it's not really grabbing me too much. And I remember telling you that I was gonna like start it up the next day and like see if it gets me before the two hour mark. And I woke up and I'm like, I literally just don't feel like returning to this. Or was something with the writing? It was really off putting. Maybe it's just like I don't know. Some something with the way that the the characters were talking just irked me maybe maybe it it like felt a little bit like they were that they're talking like too much to the player and not to the the character that you are i guess i wouldn't i don't i don't think that's true no that's not how i would describe okay i don't know i mean something off yeah I guess maybe it was weird that people kept having, it felt like there was a lot of explanation being given to things that like my characters should know, at least early on. I don't know. I really, my problem Mm. was that I was, I had seen a comparison in a review to uh, Disco Elysium. Yeah. And I thought I'd be dealing with like that level of agency. And it's just not, it's not that thing. It's not, I mean, I also think Disco Elysium has the same problem of not having that much agency ultimately, but. Well, that's because you you just didn't want to be a cop. Yeah, but no, it's, it's definitely a, it's, it's the same. It's a similar problem. It's not the same problem. Like, if you don't want to be that character, then you're not going to have a great time. But I think. Well, Disco Elysium has a lot more words. It has a lot more words, but it also lets you within the character that you are, you have you can play that character in more ways. I just wasn't. I, wasn't. I don't. I don't. Agree. Well, I guess you have more dialogue choices you can make, but I wouldn't say you have more agency over who you are. It's just like you know how much you you're gonna do your own role role playing, figuring out who your character is. That feels like more aid. I guess that's the agency I'm referring to. In this case, I don't know. Uh, what whatever. Like there's there is more mechanical. There's. There's just more. Disco Elysium is a bigger game. Yeah, this. yeah. Oh no, totally. <laughs> I thought this more I, words. I thought I thought Citizen Sleeper was also gonna just be more. Sure, but 
Yeah, I would I more mean, compare it to something like, like what was that game, Your Majesty or whatever. Like one of bold those of you to of assume I know, I know games. Not, I thought you played that one. Your Majesty, Your yeah. Majesty. One of those game where like you're like a king and you're like making choices or whatever. Mm. If the narrative goes. So it's like it's you're not, pseudo managing a a nation. But. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not your Majesty. Okay. I think. Well, like, no. There I, is I one called. The... There's one called Reigns Your Majesty. Do you play as a chick or a dude? A uh, dude. Okay. There. It seems there's another one called Your Majesty with like the. Same premise. Your, I know, yes, I know your what you're grace. talking Is that what I'm talking about? Yes, talking your grace. About? That's the one. That has That's to be. That's what the I'm one. thinking of. That's what I'm thinking. I did not play it. Uh, Reigns is Reigns is more like uh Reigns is simplified down to your mechanics are the mechanics of Tinder. <laughs> swipe oh, left, fuck, swipe right. Fuck yeah, dude. Now we're talking. <laughs> That's the game and it's play like and it's like a roguelike for mobile. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've not I've not played this. Okay. I thought you said you'd had. No. Whatever. I maybe wanted to. Uh Okay. Actually looking at this, the, the one that I remember more that I wanted to play was The Life and Suffering of Sir Bronte. That one I don't know. I think it's like a similar thing. Anyway, um, how is it so similar? like yesterday yes, your grace had the classic yeah. way in which these can go wrong for me which is just i lost <laughs> <laughs> and like in your pseudo your pseudo choice game it's like you you like obscure the choices enough that like i just die and have to start over i i'm not gonna start over <laughs> like yeah. these are the the illusion is like leading me around by the finger till i hit the end like that's the way in which I'm like I have a, an okay time. Uh but uh yeah. So at least with Citizen Sleeper <laughs> like I I I complain about it being too easy, but also that's like why I could finish it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without yeah. like looking up a guide or whatever. Um it's just it undermines the setting because like it's like a you know capitalism is bad and like oppressive kind of story but like i've made capitalism i've bent it over and like <laughs> dominated it yeah like you're, <laughs> like it's you're not i'm i had so much money and like <laughs> <laughs> i'd like fucking like I overthrew the Yakuza like it's just like uh, I like turned down becoming a fucking joining the tree collective I mean if you're gonna end up there it seems like that could have been the commentary to go for like eventually make it so that the systems you're getting into are like it's just that like so so the way the game's built is like, oh, there are all these 
paths you could take to try and get your way off. And, like, I was doing the path of going down a path and then saying, nah, and then doing the other ones (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Like, I was helping this dude and this little girl escape, and I was, like, supposed to go with them. And then last minute, I'm like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. And then, like, the guy who was, like, telling me I had to go was like, eh, what a, f- that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he wasn't even mad. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, it was a little too, a little too, again, like, too nice. Just, um, so, like, you know, it was, it's a, f- it was a fine time, but. It wasn't anything I'm gonna. It's gonna stick with me, which is why I was thinking about. It just made me think again about the Banner Saga and how fucking good that game is. That like, actually, the world is the world is oppressive, and it's gonna you're fucking just here at the end of the world, and it like follows through on that in a way that's way more satisfying and has really stuck with me. I need to try that game again. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, you just, you just hate turn-based tactics. Yes, but I'm hoping that Wildermyth like sort of broke that a little bit. I needed sure. like a wedge to like open up that genre. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that did it. I mean, now when I think about turn-based tactics, I don't, like, get disgusted. <laughs> That's a step in the right direction. Sure. Really, yeah, like, I was thinking kind about of that. It's one of my preferred forms of video games, so. so they, but really, like, it's that, it's that, like, the way that thing does its story and does the, like, you know, over the, the meta game of, like, the... Oregon Trail kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you just choose the wrong fucking uh, option, and one of your characters just dies, and then you have to do this tactics mission without like your key <laughs> piece, Don't. and you're like, "Fuck!" I mean, <laughs> no matter. I know what the true not not a banner saga, but I know the true ending of Persona Four Golden, and I did get that ending. In my fucking head, the ending that I personally got, the real end of that game for me is Nanako dying. That's what I ended up with, using no guides. So, (laughs) fucking, yeah, sometimes people die, man. Um, But, no, that's, I, I like that about, I mean, I already... In the <laughs> limited time I played Banner Saga, I already had that fucking happen like twice. <laughs> Just yeah, got yeah, absolutely yeah. wrecked. Yeah, that game is fucking. That's not playing around. Yeah, it's good. Stuff, I mean, I've also like save scummed my way through an entire Fire Emblem game so that nobody ever fucking died on boo, lunatic mode. Boo. On lunatic difficulty. Boo! How dare you have your own <laughs> brand of fun in a single player game? Whatever. It's affecting my enjoyment. Boo! Uh, also, 
that actually I was is, I'm also su- extra fine with because in it was in Awakening where that that whole story is about traveling back in time to prevent people <laughs> who definitely died from dying. So hell yeah, it's, it's actually like thematically appropriate uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, it could be it's literally worse. about kids traveling back in time to save their parents from dying. <laughs> And then the DLC is you travel to the dark future to save the kids from dying. Jesus. Also. <laughs> I mean, the more abhorrent thing. And again, you know, if it's a single player game, I really don't give a fuck. But like, one of my friends was playing, I think it was Elder Scrolls. I assume it was just Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Bethesda game. And he was talking about how he's just, like, save-scumming the shit out of the... Like, he would, like, try a lockpick or whatever. Just any yeah. any single thing he would try, he would just do a, do the quick save, and if it doesn't work, just go back. I just can't... Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing that for the That's entire like, game. That, like, triples the length of the game. <laughs> In some yeah. cases. Mm-hmm. Just, I, but, I mean, if that's... I mean, if that's the, the game you want to play forever. But also, like... You want to think about this, Ben? That's like just how early PC gamers learned to play video games. It was quick saving and reloading. Why? Like any, it's just, that was just what you did. If you were in that space. It's how people played those games. You could quick save and quick load. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Mm. If you come from like, you know, console world, you're like fucking it's garbage. You're not even you're just fucking cheesing through it and they're like, whatever, I'm just fucking doing it. It's just what you do. I mean if it's, it's like a if it's Baldur's a, Gate or whatever. If it's a thing that would like take a lot of time to redo or whatever, or work around or something, like a bigger moment, I can kind of see it. But, like, having 200 lockpicks and then being like, ooh, a normal lock that failed, I'll just quick load. Like, what? Mm. Just redo the... Nah. Nope. I've been there. When, like, playing a Game Boy game, I'm like, oh, I lost a life. Turn it off. Turn it back on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't preserve my 99 lives, Ben. Oh my god, just get another one later. <laughs> no, I need the number to be good. Also, the fact that's that the can, important part. The fact that it's Skyrim and you can so easily cheese without needing to ever reload ever again just through the alchemy enchanting loop. You can have like three billion, you can have negative integers in every skill, you can have like billions of points in everything. That's not how he wanted to play. Let him live. No. I refuse. <laughs> Barging in on his single player experience to tell him how to have a good time. Fucking <laughs> You're fucking FromSoft taking away Horfrost Stomp from me. I see. See how it is. You're yeah. a dead me. Yeah. Um Yeah. Also the thing with better so he's just like it's it's a story told over three games and they fucking nailed it hell yeah dude wow no the story stuff <laughs> you actually was so, fucking 
You paid you 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 paid off all these fucking the story the shit. shit was so, so good. It, the world is mm. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. The Why setup not? of like the sun has just fucking stopped moving. Yeah, <laughs> and there's the fucking darkness, and there's these fucking stone the, people that are the, walking in front of it. We gotta fucking leave. Probably how I'm gonna end up redoing that game at some point. I'm I'm probably just gonna have to like stream the first chunk of the first game mm-hmm. and like have somebody there. Cause my problem now, I've it's been too long. I want to restart it, but I remember mm-hmm. just enough. Like I don't want to have to go through the intro again. <laughs> I don't want to have to like. Build up to to this like get introduced to all the systems and shit again. I remember mm. that part of things, but the story I don't fully, or the I should say the characters I don't fully remember. Mm-hmm. Fair but enough. It was it was good. That it was a very good, well not good, well done atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I like it. felt It felt futile, and I love that. <laughs> That vibe. It's kind of a weird... Like, the tactics of it is... um, It's not like a lot of games in that genre. Because usually... There's so often you're trained to, like... You just fucking focus fire. To just kill things. But in that game, it's actually... You kind of just want to make your enemies fucking bleed. (laughs) The way that, like... the the turn order works. You kind of want, just want all their enemy dudes to be crippled and just keep them around. So it just has a different flow to it than uh, a lot of other games. Also, you can get punished like incredibly hard. Yeah, you can get fucking punished hard. <laughs> just kind of, you know, be careful. I did demo. <laughs> another tactics game sure um uh this guy at five. Oh, heard i've never found every time i start with was like this is i can't <laughs> that was basically it dude i i i mean i've heard that it's very good like you just keep playing it you just keep powering up. You watch the number get bigger. I like watching numbers. Yeah, they're like there are versions of that game where you like go into a dungeon in your s- weapons to level them up. Yeah, you can like do like a hundred levels in your sword. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, look. In some cases, it's like literally <sighs> everything max is at like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I'm like, yeah. I'm into it. Um, just I don't that's even just know. Grind. I don't even know. Sometimes I feel grindy, man. Um, I put like 15 minutes into that game. I bailed. I'm like, this mm-hmm. just, this isn't, this isn't it chief. So that was a bust. Yeah. Um, the other thing, yeah, I, someone who likes tactics games, I, that's how I feel about them. And I'm like, one of these I should like, I feel like I, I should also, play like just guy a one or something. Yeah. I checked out grow. Song of the Ever Tree, not a tactics game. It's like, uh, is there a tree? There, in fact, was a big fucking tree. Yeah. Um, 
It was like a, it's like a farm life sim. Like you're doing farming mm. stuff, but you're also like building up the town and like doing little quests for the citizens and like building relationships with them. And I'm like, I, I'm about it. And this seems more whimsical fantasy nature stuff than some of the other games in the genre. So I, I checked it out again, like 15, maybe 20 minutes, not even. Just mm. didn't didn't feel good. Moving around felt bad. And that's not a genre where movement can be a problem for me. If I'm going to be walking back and forth between crops, <laughs> I don't want to be miserable whenever I do it. Yeah. Just, yeah. And that was enough. Just shut it off. I played like a few minutes of a game that where the movement feels bad. It's not on the in this dock in that I played a couple minutes of Shadow Tower Abyss, the FromSoft game, <laughs> PS2, which is like, it's like a Kingsfield, but you have a gun. Hell yeah. Um, you just move incredibly slow, slowly. Yeah. Just, you're very slow. Um, I still want to see more of that game, but like you're just you're so slow. Just emulate, play at two x speed. Ta da! (laughs) The the last game that I demoed, which was actually a smashing success, uh, Rogue Legacy Two, very good. Mm -hmm. I. I ended up still doing the refund, but that's just because I was like playing and I kind of want it on Switch someday. Mm-hmm. So I might wait and see if that happens. But that game felt very good. Yeah. I don't know. I never, I never, the first one never grabbed me. Yeah, it's just fair. not for me. I would have put more time in the first one, had like 30 also, hours of play time, not been wiped. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm like, I'm pretty fucking picky about actually being able to put time into a roguelike, so. Uh, actually, it's a roguelite. Common mistake. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. Top tier joke. Never old. <sighs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's like a perfect sequel. Sure. It's just more, but better. It's what you want. I don't know if that's the perfect sequel in my mind. I that's think like, for that game. That's above average. That's I think good. for that it's a game, it's a perfect yeah. sequel. Sure. Because if you, if you, what would you do if you go beyond just more and better for that kind of game? I think it's just not that kind of game anymore. So you're saying, like, because it's a mid game, you just need another game that's mid. I mean, yeah. I'm just being a dick. I got no problem. Look, I'm not. <laughs> Rogue Legacy 2 is not. I'm not, like. It's not a fucking 10 out of 10 masterpiece must play. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. that. Mm hmm. That would be the last game I demoed, and that's Monster Girls and the Mysterious Adventure 2. Ten out of ten masterpiece must play. Okay. 
not actually 10 out of 10, but it is very cute. It's monster girls, but it leans more into like the cute stuff instead of being like gross. So -hmm. that's neat. It's a mystery dungeon game. Ah, which I another thing I don't like. See, I like I've been playing them a little bit more and that's like that game loop is very satisfying to me. Yeah, sure. Pokemon it's a little not less satisfying so. to me, but sure. Okay, I've only really played tried the Pokemon ones. I'll be honest. Doing, I mean, the first one I played was like fucking ages ago, like Pokemon. I suppose it was the DS one. What was that? Blue Team, something. Um, I don't remember like playing it, but I remember that I did beat it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a good time. And then the one on Switch is pretty good. But after trying out some other mystery dungeon games where you're not, like, fucking worried about type matchups and, like, your movesets and all that stuff, I going back and having to deal with that in the in Pokemon is real annoying for that genre of game. Just doesn't... Wait, so you're saying you, the Pokemon ones are too complicated for you? not that they're complicated it's just that them being in particular in this case it being on switch is fucking irritating because if you want to use another move you have to open your menu go to a sub menu click the move you want to use use the move like you can't you if you want to truly optimize like your attacks and stuff just even just based on typing like you just can't without going through a bunch of bullshit Okay. So you would rather play a game you don't do anything? No, the other games you do stuff. It's just not with the typing. There's but you don't have to pick your moves. Look. I mean, you're, you're picking your spam. You're picking your equipment, and you're picking some stuff. Like it's more about. That's an auto battler. I see. Get the fuck out of here with your. Auto battle bullshit. It's not auto battle. There's a lot of skill, man. You gotta bump into enemies and shit. <laughs> not like it's loop hero. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, the arguably like the best one is Sheeran the Wanderer, which is also on Switch. Fucking incredible mystery dungeon game. Um, and that's like. Just knowing enemy types and like how to handle them. And I think there's more of an emphasis on using items. Like, you gotta use the shit you find. You can't hoard first off because there's an inventory limit, but the limit is there so that you're not like, oh boy, I'll use this staff at some point. Like, you gotta use the staff, man. Which I appreciate. No, never. Um, Couldn't be me. The I would rather die than <laughs> use a fucking resource that I have. Um, Monster Girls is kind of is it itches another part of my brain because uh, you don't always have to fight. Like you can you befriend part of it is befriending the Monster Girls, and then you can bring three of them into the dungeon with you. And they, like, either will attack or there's, like, support ones and that sort of shit that just heal and do whatever. Um, so it's Pokemon. It's more Pokemon, yeah. 
Um, but you know, with monster girls. But you can also just talk in a in a pinch. You can also just talk to enemies in the dungeon, and like if you think you might not, you like if you're running out of resources because you actually use them instead of just queuing over dead with full pockets. Um, you can talk to them and try to persuade them to like not attack you. Please, God, leave me alone. That's I, I being able to talk your way out of shit is also it's a just another element that I find interesting, and it has like mm-hmm. some of the town building shit as well. That's fun. Yeah, SMT good games time. have that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of was like Persona and shit, or not? I guess not mm-hmm. Persona, just SMT, right? Um, I forget if Persona has it. Persona Four and Three. Don't really. I think five has a little bit of it more, and the earlier Persona, like Persona One, has it. That makes sense. I never, I never played either version of two though. I remember dealing with it a little bit in was it Soul Hackers. They have that shit. Sure, I never, I never played that one. The only (laughs) other SMT game I really played, I really played a bunch of was uh. Devil Survivor, which is the tactics one. See, at the, like tactics sounds better to me than what like Soul Hackers ended up being, which was a first person dungeon grid based dungeon explorer. Not my yeah. cup of Persona, tea. Persona One is also like that. Yeah, which and is why I haven't like ever Persona had Q desire. games. But you're like the, the Q games are like also Etri. like that because they're like Etri and Odyssey games. Oh. <laughs> Etri and Odyssey 4 was one of the ones I had, that was from the spaghetti cast days just bought it mm-hmm. and yeah first person mm-hmm. dungeon not my the, the not my, my problem egg. with uh, Devil Survivor was for your endings you get to you have to pick a path and I picked a path I picked a path that was too hard for your first <laughs> for my first playthrough and then like I just was not strong enough to finish the video game. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I got stuck. <laughs> it got too hard. <laughs> Made a poor choice. I've been there, man. And that's a game like you're supposed to, you like you get an ending, then you start over, like New Game Plus or whatever, to then get the uh, to get another ending, and then you do it again to get all the endings. But I just yeah. picked the one I picked to do first is one of the fucking harder ones. So gotcha. And like my my like my only my main character was like strong enough to do fucking anything like my other party members just like die instantly <laughs> yeah that fucking do it <laughs> man i really it was like, a bummer cuz i i really liked that game but uh that was, was i could was probably i should probably look more into like the more recent like smt stuff Cause if like the the dungeon exploration, I mean, like, it's not Persona that recent at this point, but yeah, not recent, but like isn't five recent? Is that the recentish one? 
Yeah, that's the most recent. It's, yeah. Was it five? Yeah, five. Look, that's the one that's on the If Switch. it's not a first-person dungeon explorer, I'm fine. It's not. Like, Persona 4? Great. Persona 3 was also fine. I bailed on that one for other reasons at the time. But, like, Persona 5? Incredible. I wish I had that still because the urge is hitting me to <laughs> to play it. Persona 5 did not look... The SMT4 I tried to play, and that was not for me. I did not like how it... Mm. Like... Yeah, walking through the dungeons f- was like weird and bad. And none of the characters were good. <laughs> I'd buy it. Like yeah. it didn't. It didn't have good characters. That was the thing. Devil Survivor. Like the characters were strong, which is like the thing that makes Persona so good for me. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't really want to. Like SMT can really go up its own ass with its lore. Which the Devil's Survivor games get way closer to than Persona does. <laughs> like, in terms of, like, it's fucking dumb lore shit. But, uh, because that stuff is not actually that interesting to me. Yeah. If that's all there is. I, I need the, the good characters. The relationships. The dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Someday, someday I'll get to five again. It's good. You just have to accept that <laughs> the party members aren't going to be as good as the party members from four. And, uh, yeah, you have to get like 35 hours in. So you really sink into that routine of doing your day to day stuff. Yeah, I didn't see. I wasn't there yet. Yeah. I was like close but not quite. Mm-hmm. No, like it really it took me like thirty five hours of going like until <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm settling I've settled in. <laughs> settled into this video game finally. Yeah, yeah. Just a fucking wild thing for me to say because like I usually will I'm like ready for a video game to be over after like twenty five. But, like, I mean, that was, like, me with Elden Ring, too, right? Like, I was ready for it to be over, but found the way to play 100 hours. See, I like, I like having the option to sink in, to just get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Persona 5 takes way too, too long to let you do that, because your days are so prescriptive yeah. uh, early on. Now, Monster Hunter, there's a fucking game you can sink into. Went so hard on Rise. Fair enough. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not technically done, but, like, I was... Well, that's what I was kind of... I, like, started Final Fantasy fourteen Because I thought I kind of wanted a bit of, like, an MMO experience and sure that wasn't totally wrong but it turns out i just wanted like 
the later game MMO experience. Like, I just wanted to grind for equipment, man. <laughs> mm. I wanted to sp spend the time getting materials and then getting a thing or, like, drops or whatever. So, Rise hit that, like, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, that's the shit I hate the most in MMOs. Well, <laughs> see, in an MMO... I, I like Monster Hunter a lot, uh, but I find it... I do not find it, like, relaxing. I find it kind of... Oh, stressful, some of that shit is still... Some of that shit's still stressful. Yeah. But I don't find, like... Grinding out materials for the thing. That gameplay loop, I guess, doesn't doesn't hit me in that way or, or for the thing yeah. of like it being the shit that I need to do or whatever. See I need a like a loose story narrative. Like the loosest like I need an Elden Ring. <laughs> was, was like a thing I was I was there to see the things. Yeah, yeah. Like Monster Hunter I'm I'm presumably I'm I'm really there to, to fight all the monsters. But I have to fight. You have to fight them so many times. Yeah. See, like, it's not a. Full... It's fun for me doing it with people. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but doing it on my own, uh, I have to be in the right mood. It is not an all the time. That's I can just do this all the time kind of thing. That's like the one downfall. Like some of this shit, I can do. I know that I have the ability to like hunt this monster successfully I don't really mm -hmm. want to do it solo <laughs> I don't want to put mm -hmm. in that amount of effort but there's not mm -hmm. enough people to like cover all the bases so I can't always mm -hmm. join randos to do it but just yeah. joining random quests to like hunt anything that's been fun to do mm -hmm. now and then sure yeah it didn't it didn't scratch the exact itch. In an MMO, I don't necessarily like grinding the armor. It's all about those mounts. I like I like going for the for the mounts and like focusing on that shit. Yeah, the, my my weird, at at max level, I kind of I the thing the only thing that's really hooked me for a long term is focusing on gearing up for PvP. If I don't have that end goal with it, then I don't. I then I lose interest. Mm. I, I completely lose focus. I like I, I've done. I've been in like a guild that was raiding every week, but really, I cared about <laughs> still like getting good armor so I could do PvP. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. In it, it's not even. Sometimes in. It just has to be like a loose association sometimes for for that stuff. Like, like Pokemon would hit me. Like the idea that I could use my team against another person mattered, even if I was never gonna fucking do that. I've never felt something so fucking hard in my life, dude. I'm this. I was the same exact way with Pokemon. I was like, I need everything to be optimized as shit. It will never ever matter. But I need yeah. it. <laughs> but this is the way my brain will line up with this video game that I'll have a thing I'm working towards. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it's just 
gear up, make the numbers go up for the sake of the numbers going up, it doesn't actually hook me on those grounds. Well. I gotta lose it. See, I got... I need a, a narrative, some kind of narrative progression or something. Like, I just need one little extra thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pushing the limits of what that little extra thing can be, I spent, like, the whole day day the other day playing game dev story which is like the most <laughs> barest bones of progression amazing <laughs> but that but that worked that worked for me for yesterday <laughs> just on my phone uh played game dev story just watching the gotta fucking make the next game dude gotta make is that book kick 12 or whatever Game Dev Store. Okay, I was thinking of Game Dev Tycoon. I know this one as well, though, or I'm familiar with it. It's on Steam. Um, yeah, I played it on Apple Arcade. <laughs> What's the? Is that the? So that's like the drive. They're just you got to get the next game out. Yeah, you're just making your next game. You get your you you hire your people. They have like stats. You can you can level them up. You may, you might have to buy a license for new consoles. Like it, like time passes and like the history of video games happens. Okay. Like the 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 PlayStation will come out or whatever at some point. Uh, and then you can like like your 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 dudes have have stat categories of like so that determines like what your how good your game ends up being but also like they're like you do your concept you can spend extra money and like hire an outside person to design your concept or provide your music or do your graphics or whatever yeah yeah outsourcing and then like and you can reclass your people <laughs> So that you can then eventually get the turn them into hardware developers and make your own console. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking. It's pretty basic though. Yeah, it's but like, like it's literally and like at like the end of the year, there like game wars will happen or whatever. You're trying to <laughs> you know you want to get you want to get the game of the year. I want to get game I mean, of the year. Yeah, dude. That's what they all do it for. I got fucking runner-up game of the year so many fucking times. Fucking give me game wow. of the year. God damn it. Second I got, days. honestly, the thing I got the most number of times was best music. I was paying <laughs> I was paying the big bucks for the, the music. Gotta have good music, dude. What are we doing? I also, mean, I was operating based on like what genres were popular. And for some reason, it was like... Bookstore, <laughs> uh, fitness, <laughs> architecture. <laughs> Damn, man. Uh, Everybody wants yeah. their fucking bookstore. My fitness. action RPG bookstore <laughs> game is my longest running series. Look, that just sounds like <laughs> you're... Because uh, you when you make your game, you get to pick like your genre and your... Yeah. Yeah, your theme. Dude, bookstore action RPG just sounds like you're <laughs> capturing most of the Stardew Valley fan base. <laughs> uh, 
wild. <laughs> yeah, like my card, my bookstore card game did pretty well in handhelds. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Less good on consoles. <laughs> you probably fucked up the UI. Probably. Book online was was pretty popular. <laughs> Book online. Yeah. Amazing. Online RPG. I think it was an online Book sim online. bookstore game. Jesus. <laughs> Because I unlocked online sim as a thing I could do before I unlocked uh, online RPG. Or whatever. That's great. So that was like, playing that I was like, oh man, I'm just, my brain is just sick in this particular way. I just need some little fuck, like the littlest fucking bit of story or progression or something. But you just give it to me raw, it's like not good enough. It's not gonna work. I need I need to be tricked <laughs> in this particular way. And I will just sit there and play this thing incessantly until it's done. Yeah. Um It won't, you know, le- leave me feeling satisfied afterwards. But <laughs> so it goes. Yeah. Um, you know what something is that left me satisfied afterwards? In like a terrible way. What? Kaze to to kino uta. Mm. Want to talk? I've mentioned it, but I want to mm. talk a little bit more. Um, sure. I like simultaneously highly recommend it and also suggest that nobody ever read it. Um, I know we, you know, there's my classic bit about Berserk being tasteful. Um, this is like, no, you could let it, you could let that comment die. You don't have to keep bringing it up. It lives at this point because you bring it up. (laughs) I don't care. It's funny. Probably the biggest disconnect between what my brain thought and what my mouth said, like, of mm-hmm. all time. <laughs> uh, this is, like, not tasteful, because that's a terrible word that shouldn't be used to describe fucking anything, honestly. Uh, but it's, like, beautiful in a horrifying way. Like, the writing is incredibly good, I think. Um, there's just a lot to it that's so well done and it's just such a uh, a good read like as you're reading it if that makes sense but like fuck it's so rough just the fucking worst like that was a, yeah i'm not going to read it <laughs> yeah no that's it makes sense just a you know very difficult thing like i guess it's up there it, at, at times it kind of i got the same sort of vibe as like when i read uh lolita right where it's like holy Great. shit this prose is like 
amazing. Like, this writing is incredible. This is fucked up. <laughs> like, this is just ridiculously fucked up. Um, yeah. In that vein. And, like, what sets it? Because, it, you know, it, this was listed as one of the things that inspired Berserk. And mm. thankfully not as... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They don't, like, linger on shit in the same way that Berserk does sometimes. At least visually, I suppose, is how I'll phrase it. Um, okay. Yeah. It's less in your face, I guess, is the is maybe a better way to describe it. But... It's just really good. But I'll never, ever have anyone to talk about that with. <laughs> oh, just want to get that off my chest. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's about the, the two boys at boarding school and just everything goes, like, fucking wrong for one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I also read some interesting stuff about, like, because that was in the, that's, like, one of the first, I forget the terms, like, boy love romance manga. It was uh -huh. the pioneer for that or whatever. Um, I read some really interesting things by someone who's, like, actually knowledgeable in this shit and researches and speaks about it for a living and teaches or whatever on like oh. the role of those manga and like why women like them why girls like them and like how the just stuff about like the, it's important that it's uh like two boys and just how like the the sexual violence is used and how it's interpreted and like what it allows the reader to do Again, assuming that the reader is, like, a woman who's kind of meant to project herself into this a little bit. It was very interesting, but I, like, I'm not qualified to talk about that shit. But there is a lot of good uh -huh. material that was written about this that I found super interesting. Sure. Yeah. That's it, I guess. <laughs> um, Yeah. If anybody wants to, like, be sad for two days, check it out. You know what wasn't sad? What? Watching, like, three Mel Brooks movies. Sure. That was good it's, shit. Sounds like it could be a good to less good time, depending on the movies. <laughs> Uh, it was Blazing Saddles. That's a good one. Yep. I like watching it again and thinking about it. I mean, this is like the fifth, sixth time I've watched through it. I think it just is my favorite comedy film. Sure. Like, it's got that farting scene. It's got the good fuck, stuff. dude. It kills me. Like, tears from laughter every time. It's so mm -hmm. fucking good. Man. Um, also, the bit with uh, 
uh, Gene Wilder talking about like they're the you know they're the clay of the earth, the common man, blah blah blah. You know, morons. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so fucking good. So many, so many good bits. Um, it's a funny movie. And I watched uh, Young Frankenstein again. Just mm-hmm. felt the urge. That's fine. I, it's not my favorite Mel Brooks film, but it's solid. Dance scene is so fucking good. Hmm? <laughs> the the perform the dance near the end. Oh yeah. Um. That's the part where that movie comes together for me. (laughs) And I finally watched all the way through uh, the producers. Mm -hmm. Great shit. I did not know there was a remake in like 2005. Seems not as good. But well, that's based on the. Those guys were in the stage performance that was really big on Broadway or whatever. Hmm. So that's why that 2005 movie happened. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. Uh... But that one has, that one has some problems of just like you know, failing to translate stuff that we worked on stage to a movie. Sure. Is it more? Is it more? I'm actually that's unlocking something. Is it like more of a musical? I feel like I read that. I'm. I I haven't watched it. Okay. I only. I only really know various things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's good stuff. The thing I always think about with Young Frankenstein, though, is the the scene where the monster beats the old guy, the old man in the cabin. That scene is just like ex- exactly in that original movie in in Bride of Frankenstein, I think, or like it's just in one of those classic. And they 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 turn it up a little bit, but it's still a fucking weird, funny scene just originally. <laughs> Fucking blind man and the monster. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the thing that, like, now I have to live with not, I have to, it, it, something you showed me with Airplane and like Blazing Saddles and how those films, like, just lift so much. And especially mm-hmm. with Airplane, how it's just like. <laughs> This yeah, movie was hour. just fucking dumb. That movie is f- <laughs> like it's ridiculous, and it's so hard. Like I was telling Anya, and it, you can't fucking convey that without seeing no. the movie. Like it's no. it's ridiculous. Like all the melodrama here is like exactly lifted from <laughs> this other movie. That's yeah, fucking dude. just you just can't help but laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, they had to cut out ridiculous stuff because it was too funny originally to make fun of. The fucking... The guy's fucking puppet. <laughs> God. 
Like, it's I just too... You can't even make fun of it. I should do that again. <laughs> Might be a good one to revisit. Yeah. And, like, on paper, like... I When I briefly was trying to explain, it just, like, it doesn't... I'm like, no, Anya, you don't understand. Like, it's super funny because there was this other film that's, like, the same, but not. But it was serious. But it was funny. Mm. She's like, okay. Just watch this film. (laughs) You'll understand. Speaking of watching things. Yeah, run with it. (laughs) I watched. I finally gave in and watched... Honestly, I was just checking what was on Twitch, and I ended up what and see I saw Grubby streaming uh, day one of CCL. I just happened to catch it. The Heroes of the Storm like pro league thing, yeah, like the tournament thing that they're in like season four of now. Mm-hmm. I and was I had a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, it's still, I mean, that was, like, earlier on. I remember mentioning it at some point, because I watched it for a while there. And it was still, yeah. like, I mean, they don't got that fat Blizzard eSport money. But, like, it was still no. a very solid, like, commentary and everything. Like, it was pretty enjoyable just to watch. Mm-hmm. But then you took it too far, didn't you? Uh, then I did also then <laughs> play Here's the Storm. Although the thing, the thing I will say about CCL that I did, I actually liked was the first match I was watching was one of the teams was just made up of HOTS players that had played in the HOTS League when it was, like, good and had kind of quit. <laughs> Not since then, and now are it like formed a team, but they were all like super rusty because they haven't been <laughs> up on the current meta. Yeah, yeah. And then I watched that them lose. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was that was interesting. <laughs> it's pretty good. Them like picking like the the down to their final match, they picked their comfort picks, and they got fucking destroyed by meta. <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> God. I mean, it's the. Did you learn where Nazebo is at? No one played Nazebo. That didn't answer the question. Like, he's clearly a sleeper meta pick, dude. <laughs> the one time he was mentioned is was like. Groby saying, you know, like in lower elite, in lower ranks or in Storm League or whatever, like people. Pick Nazebo as like an offlaner, even though he's fucking bad at it, because <laughs> he doesn't have any self heal. But people do it. Well, he has some self heal. Or do wait? Do his little beetle things only heal his mana or whatever? I, th- I think so. I don't remember. Who fucking knows, dude? Or I don't know. If I don't. They've reworked. I don't even remember who I used to play, if I wasn't playing <laughs> Naz. 
I know there were others. <laughs> I just can't remember. Who yeah, they like were. Chen. I played Chen. Oh, that's who it was. I was a Chen boy. Yeah, I also didn't see any Chen. Well, they oh, they Chen changed him a bunch, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They I took don't away, away the fat Illidan build that we liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, fat Illidan. <laughs> now it's all coming back. There was fat <laughs> Illidan. There was uh, fucking damage Lily. How's that doing? Did that get fucking tanked? I mean, I could, I could still play damage Lily. I, in fact, played damage Lily. <laughs> it's different. Like the 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 talents are changed around, but. I don't fucking like it's this. Possible. I don't like where this is going. We're we're talking about it too much. I feel like I mean, I'm. I played be, like a, a bunch of games. I feel like I'm gonna be corrupted. I didn't like son of a bitch. Fully fall into it the way I thought I might, but I did play a bunch. I did play a lot. Um, I mean, it might happen. The interesting, interesting trends when watching CCL, because I watched like two days of it now, was like Sylvanas kept getting picked by the team that won, and Rhaegar kept getting picked by the team that lost. <laughs> uh, until today, then a team tried to pick both Sylvanas and Rhaegar, and they lost. <laughs> interesting. Um. And Rhaegar just doesn't seem like he's like doing enough, and he like because he just becomes a point where the other team like attacks. He's like he becomes a thing, a point of uh, the yeah. like focus. He has a big target on his back, but it also just was kind of happenstance that the better teams would pick a different hero, and the underdog team would pick pick Rhaegar or whatever. Yeah, it kind of felt like too. Instead of, like, picking Karazim or something else. I remember they changed Brightwing as well. I think I played a little newer Brightwing. Brightwing was getting picked a lot and banned a bit. That sounds right. Because it's, you know, a global. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, like, the, like, Dehaka Brightwing. It's a staple. Disgusting. But, like, you know... You're looking at Hots, I'm like, look, it's still like fucking tank bruiser meta as opposed to fucking Overwatch. She's like fucking one tank only, bitches. Overwatch 2. <laughs> Where they've taken it down to like, you only have five characters on a team and you, you only have one tank. Gaslo! I played Gaslo. Yeah. I was a little fucking orc boy. Yeah. Urel. I recognize yeah. these characters. Tyrande. It's good mm -hmm. shit. These are all... Oh, I don't know this person. Wait, is this the only new... Okay, Deathwing I knew was in the game. Imperius, I like... Okay. I, Deathwing I knew was in the game. That might have been like the last one where I actually paid... I was like still following things that talked about it. Sure. Hogger, I don't recognize. Imperius, I believe we played once and there was an Imperius on the other team. 
Yeah. That was like Hogger way was late. picked picked a bunch in CCL. What's his fucking deal? He's like he does like the Tasmanian devil spin and like bounces around. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's a bruiser. Yeah. Um did I know Anduin was in the, the game? The most amazing thing was like this one match where uh, this player who's like really impressive was uh, just completely kill- crushing the hogger with Tracer. Like he was just bullying him constantly. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because hoggers like all his stuff, and all his stuff has like a wind up, so Tracer could just get in and then immediately back off and not get hit at all. Oh just, yeah, yeah. It's just like a bad matchup for that character. And the thing, like looking at that game, game again, it's just like the characters have so much character to them of like their kits. Yeah, compared oh, to like because totally. I've just been hearing things about what Overwatch Two has done to that game. Where they like flattened. <laughs> well, no, that well, <laughs> it's done nothing compared to what they did to Overwatch One already. But, like, all their balancing that they've done to that game, and Overwatch 2 is just, like, continuing it, is, like, flattening all the characters and, like, making them less distinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they've, uh, they've increased all the damage on all the healers and, like, to the point where healing... You just and but like increase the damage that everyone puts out. So you just die immediately. <laughs> you can't get healed. I see one. Despite the fact that there are two healers. I see one more character that I have no idea. And clicking on their name, it turns out they're actually just the heroes of the storm. OC, um, Kira. Kira, Amelia, uh, assassin, Kira. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Am I that out of fucking touch? No, wait, wait, okay. <laughs> I saw the portrait for Murky, and I was like, why the fuck is Brightwing a melee assassin? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. It's The world is correct. Um, uh-huh. And also, like, Overwatch made it so it's now, it's like, tank healer assassin like and they made all like symmetra's like an assassin now or whatever like they they got rid of their supports whereas hots it's like they're just like six classes of characters now <laughs> just like yeah they've just they've separated them completely into their in their roles but kept their distinctness because you have like melee damage ranged damage healer, yeah i'm looking we got bruiser healer melee Range, support, tank. Pretty wild. And I just think having, like, tank and bruiser exist as separate things is really fucking good. Yes. (laughs) I just, I like that design a lot. That's why I kind of hate the fact that they got rid of a tank slot in, uh... I played a lot of Blades and Joanna. Fuck. I'm gonna end up playing Heroes of the Storm, aren't I? You're just very That's highly a, suggestible. That's the I'm incredibly suggestible. The problem was you said it to me more than three times, and now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally all it fucking takes, honestly. Yeah. 
I just like clicking things. I need to. I needed to click. My brain. I, one of my brain poisonings is I need to click around in a top-down space, and uh, there aren't any other fucking mobas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's Hots, there's League, and there's Dota. So. I mean, a big thing of it for me was also just that the character, like you, the characters, are distinct and they're fucking yeah. like fun. Like they all had mm. cool stuff going on, um, and like not for all of them, but overall, I would say the skin game was on point. That's yeah. important, man. Mm-hmm. True. Um. I see you have two other things on your list to talk about. We are running yeah, a little yeah. bit long. Uh, so these are about... How, how do you feel about old-ass video games, Ben? I like, mean, I have like several of them. <laughs> uh, like, old, old. Because I've been watching... So I was watching... I was watching... Uh, on the channel Errant Signal, he does channel. He does like video game vi- videos. But the, the thing I really have taken to is just he has a series, uh, Children of Doom, where he's looking at first-person shooters, starting with like pre-Doom. Um, I forget the first one he did, but like he's going through every video is going through uh, year by year looking at first-person shooters and, like, picking one game to focus on and then briefly talking about kind of the rest of the what was out that year. Mm-hmm. But also, like, mostly, like, fo- trying to focus on, you know, shooter shooters, like Doom-likes, rather than, um, like, he's mostly not talking about um, immersive sim-style games. So like he kind of skips the, uh, holds off on talking too much about System Shock, for example. Okay. But the the one that the video that I found the most interesting because I just didn't really fucking know anything about the game before was his video on Marathon. That's the, which is, is by Bungie? Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bungie, and it was for Max only. And it's just like. It was super interesting because that game kind of splits the difference between Doom and the immersive sim stuff in that, like, it has a coherent narrative that's there in, like, you know, if you look at these text, (laughs) uh, like, messages that these two AIs are giving you of, like, your instructions for what you're supposed to be doing. But it still just ma- mainly plays like, well, and it plays like a Doom game, but also there's like a little bit more to it in terms of like one one mission you'll be glow on oxygen or whatever, and one mission you'll just be fucking wandering around because one of the eyes just sent you somewhere without really fucking telling you what he wanted you to do. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a coherent narrative there, and it's like so much fucking lore that is like st- the same as the halo lore in terms of like there's this evil <laughs> yeah. force that has these all these aliens that are enslaved to this greater 
rainforest that are all like different species. That classic go to. Yeah, yeah. And it's about Trying AIs to. going rampant. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I But it's also it was also interesting that like beat by beat that game was like what Half Life copied. <laughs> oh wild. Like there's way more Half Life in that game than than I I knew about. Like in like superficial ways. A lot of ways too, like the way you heal, where you like go up to a healing station and like just get talking, like you talk to it and get healed or whatever. Yeah, charge yeah. up. That's that's in both games. It's just interesting. Oh, that shit's cool, like man. it was like it was a it was a more co- way more coherent narrative than I would expect from a game that old. I mean, I yeah. That wasn't like that was also like an action game. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I, I played and the original like three Doom of those recently. Or yeah, yeah Doom's Doom was fun. It it hell, it, dude, it holds up. Like it was a fun time. Yeah. I didn't beat the game or anything, but like I did mm-hmm. a decent chunk, and it was very fun. But Doom levels are just like. They're yeah. comp- they're like an abstraction. Like they're fucking not. They're not thinking about like this the space that you're in as like a real space. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like no, makes no, any no. sense. They're just that's that's kind of. But it's like it's just like a mechanical fun and about like vibes. Yeah. And like seeing seeing something that was a little more coherent and thinking about like the space station you were actually on or whatever. Um telling the story that was that was just interesting yeah and the one cool. that the one that the one the first one of them that i watched was his, the most recent which is he got up to golden eye okay and it was just fun because golden eye is an interesting video game that exists and yeah, it's kind of not like fucking anything else because <laughs> <laughs> it existed in a weird window for a weird controller yeah. Before we figured out dual analog sticks. Yeah, man. Like the way that like the speed at which shooting enemies in that game works is because like they get stunned so heavily because it's takes so long to aim. <laughs> if there's like a lot of enemies, so that it's like about managing the stun animations on a bunch of different dudes, if there are a bunch of different dudes. And also that that game started as like a virtual cop like light gun game that mm. then be- became a game where you walk around i mean i played a shitload of that game when i was little yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i mean so did i when it came out because there's a child who did not have access to good computers or whatever it was yeah. much e- it was much more accessible for people to have an N64 with controllers. Yeah, for, yeah. And for kids to have an N64 with controllers. Also, the fact that the multiplayer in that game was like... They made it when they were like two months before that game came out. <laughs> they didn't m- have multiplayer. That's mostly what I played. <laughs> like, yeah, I played uh-huh. that shit in fucking daycare. <laughs> That's where I played Damn. it mostly. 
It's so funny to think that like they just slapped that on. Like, just a little little ad. Also the apparently the auto aim was a thing that like uh Nintendo was pushing heavily because Japan was they were like the Nintendo in Japan was really against the uh stop to aim thing. Hmm. Where you press the button to go into like the the light gun mode basically. Yeah. They were like, That's bad. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I was a kid, I mo- I basically just never did that, <laughs> except when you kind of have to. Just relied on the auto aim. Yeah. Also, apparently in Japan, the difficulties they the auto aim is always at the best level in Jap- in the Japanese version, whereas the auto aim gets worse <laughs> as you go up higher difficulties in the, That's the other regions. Because that game also did, I guess, uh, that game also did difficulty in a way that I wish games did more often, where it just like gave you more objectives that were like narrative based. You had to do more oh, spy shit on I the harder difficulties, and they're like they so they would like and would like make you go to different areas of the level that you wouldn't necessarily that you could just skip on lower difficulties. That's like, you know, that's actually crazy. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah, like that's never a thing now for difficulty. No, <laughs> nope. That's dope. That's and that's like one of the coolest things about like looking back at that game is the the way they handled the difficulty modes. Yeah, but also that game would get ridiculous with the number of people you were supposed to shoot, <laughs> and the frame rate could not handle it. <laughs> Uh, and just like I think that kind of shooting is the the problem was with the reticle aiming like you would have to like hold the joystick like you know at a, at a specific point which is incredibly finicky <laughs> on like an N64 joystick to hold it like somewhere just yeah. in vague space to aim <laughs> at, like a specific thing that's really just a fucking blob. Cause like, yeah, like near the end of that game, there's just like, you're, you spawn at an elevator that has a turret pointing at you. And literally the only way to beat it is to like fucking hug the corner just right. And like aim your gun in a way that like feels like you're cheesing it. But that's kind of the only way to not die. It's just the way the game was built. <laughs> Weird. But like the but the thing that like gives it its character as a single player game in terms of like the enemy like shooting the enemies and making them pause. The thing is that's like there's no fucking you had to do that cuz the cuz your turning was bad. <laughs> Whereas like when you have a mouse, there's like fuck. It's way too easy for how long they pause. Like, there's no reason. Oh, there's yeah. no reason any game going forward would ever do that. <laughs> so it's just like it just exists in this weird uh, limbo on the N64 with like it in Perfect Dark is like kind of being unique in that way. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, it's been a hot minute. I mean, we played, like, isn't there the multiplayer thing for PC? The source port. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a good time. But, yeah, even though they're, like... They were, it's so funny knowing they made that, that whole multiplayer mode in like two months. That's pretty great. Because <laughs> that's like literally all I... Like I played so much of the multiplayer yeah. and almost uh-huh. none of the... I mean, that was the first... <laughs> I still remember... For whatever reason, I was at daycare and there was something up and like I was like the only one there and then like the lady who... I mean, it was really, like, her house, but she was, like, certified and shit. Like, she had to leave and go do something because there was, like, a storm or some shit. And she left me there with, like, her daughter, who I suppose at the time was, like, in high school or whatever. And she just, like, threw on the video game because, like, that will keep me happily entertained. And I couldn't, it was, like, my first time playing it, and I couldn't figure out how to shoot. I didn't know that there was a button on the bottom of the controller. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think to look, because <laughs> why would there be? So I just was like wandering around like the first level, like just mm-hmm. not really doing anything. That was my first GoldenEye experience. Mm. Also, like that game just has like systems that it like has a little bit of stealth mechanics and that like you can sneak up on people, but as soon yeah, as you yeah, fire yeah. a gun, like, and there are like alarms and stuff. I mean, even in that first, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's even in the first level, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of it's, some of it's fake. Some of it's like scripted. This guy, as soon as you enter this room, this guy will run to this because they don't have like a smart AI. (laughs) It's fucking, it's just a poor game, but they're scripted dudes who will go run for the alarm as soon as you're there or whatever. Or like this guy will shoot this hostage after this amount of time. If you don't shoot him first. Yeah. But also that game is like hilariously faithful to the plot of that movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> and for like the plot? Faithful. Oh. Like it follows the plot of the movie. And like the ways in which it's different, it's like turning a thing that happens into a thing you would play in a video game rather than like the way it happened in the movie or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know it was <laughs> I guess I assumed it was not faithful at all. That's kind of funny. Hilariously faithful. They like watched that movie and turned it into a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, there's like shot stuff that's like, yeah, you go out of this door and then you see the fucking satellite in the background. (laughs) You're like, are playing in the spaces of the movie it's like yeah you go down the bond goes down these stairs he looks down <laughs> this corner he goes he goes in a door right on the right and like yeah that's in that level <laughs> that's pretty good um hank what are these old games okay so my playable? last thing is i was like I don't even fucking know how I got there, but I realized I looked, I was like looking up at one of my favorite old RTSs, Star Trek Armada, which is a like next generation RTS game. Uh, Turns out it came out on GOG like last year. (laughs) 
that game's been unplayable. And I haven't been able to revisit it, and it like came out like relatively recently, like the end of last year. It got released on GOG, so it's fun. It's like playable on a modern machine. So I'm like looking forward to playing it. That's pretty dope, dude. I this... love GOG for that shit. Yeah, no, and but like this has just been one of those that's like would be perfect to be on GOG, but just hasn't been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing that makes that that made that game so cool to me is like a the like the the sh- the ships. The, like the strong ships feel strong, um, mm. but also like the key to it is that it has a mechanic where if you've got the enemy's ship's health low, like it's like it's in the red, you can transport your people from your ship onto it and take it over. I'm just yeah, just that's like one of the things like board derelict vessels and repair them and add them to your fleet and then the most yeah. so you can. As the Federation board a Borg cube, and now that's a Federation Borg cube. <laughs> Get fucking assimilated into the Federation, assholes. It's pretty fucking uh, good. But so also that like turns the classic like kind of bad uh, RTS mission where you just you have a bunch of units but no base. Like the classic easy story mission that's in the single player version of like almost every RTS has something like that. It makes it so much more interesting in that game because you can just like systematically go through and like take over every. You can still increase your size of your army through this other mechanic. Yeah. Because like tech, because like the way that game works is like there's. Like your one, there's one resource for building, but your other resource is your crew, which weirdly I think replenishes or something. Um, but so you can use that to take over enemy ships as you go, and that's just it's just super fun of <laughs> just like you know managing the enemy's health and then just beaming on, <laughs> <laughs> fucking board them. That's so good honestly like in a space <laughs> thing that would that's like a great mechanic yeah it's just it's just a it's just a lot of fun particularly because the ships feel like as they get bigger like the capital ships or whatever like feel substantial too yeah yeah so like taking over one of those feels so fucking good <laughs> it just feels so cool So I'm just excited about that. And then I also just, while I was on GOG, I noticed that a game that's been on GOG for a long time, but it was broken on modern systems, like it would just load to a black screen, uh, seems to be fixed. And I like loaded into a game. Uh, Deadlock 2 Shrine Wars? You've mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I fucking love that game. That's like... The civilization kind of game that like I actually love because Civ never clicked with me. Inter- and it's like you're like all the all the races are basically space colonizers onto these new worlds, and you just you build your little cities on areas on a map and build up your armies 
or whatever. Kind of simple city builder stuff. Um, but I, I just, the like voice acted, you know, advisor characters, I just find really funny. <laughs> Do you know if the Steam they, version like, they works? Hit, um, it, I know the Steam version had the same issue the GOG version did. I don't know if they've, so I have no idea if they've fixed that version. Yeah, these reviews are real old. But I don't care if somebody from 2014 is saying it's unplayable. Yeah. Because the thing, the thing was, the Steam version didn't even fucking tell you that it only worked on Windows 7 or whatever. Whereas the GOG, yeah. ver- like the GOG version did. But then I looked at the page and the GOG version says, yeah, it works on Windows 8, Windows 10, Windows 11. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it probably so be I best booted it up and it worked. Probably just best to go for the GOG version, I suppose. I mean, I would check it out because I think that's you had mentioned, and I probably was going to check it out until you mentioned it was not playable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could see. Oh, view update history. <laughs> and it's no, just one of the like, no updates found. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of those things like I find a incredibly nostalgic, and be like it. I always loved the voice acting because it was just in that right space of just every line is funny <laughs> to me. Yeah. They just have the right level of overacting or whatever. Hell yeah, dude. And like the, the intro cutscene for Deadlock 2 is primo. <laughs> Burned into my I mean, brain. I've added it to my wish list. I will <laughs> buy it once this war is over. Oh, that's dope, though. Yeah. I wonder, do you... How did you find out it like works? Did you just like try I it? I literally was just... I checked the page. I looked at the page. It said it was... It said worked on Windows 8, Windows 10, and Windows 11, which it didn't used to say. And then I booted it up, yeah. Nice, and it didn't the the thing what like it would it would show the intro cutscene and then the main menu would be there but it would be all black like it would just be blacked out and I think you could hover the icons to get it to appear like for a second sometimes, um, mm. but it wasn't working. Like the game would run but it wouldn't display properly. It was a weird minor bug that just no one had bothered to fix. Yeah, I know that sounds about right. That was Windows like 8 ex- <laughs> specific. That was the other thing that made me think about it, is like I'm like two Windows versions away from the last time I tried to run this game. <laughs> Maybe it's like just better now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this just I'm reading this like top review from like 2014. Um You don't give your you don't micromanage combat. That sounds fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, you just it just shows you like a video that you can Combat skip. is my least fucking favorite parts of these games. 
Like, mm. some, like I, I, sometimes I just want, like, I want more of a civilization experience, but without the combat. But I don't just want a city builder. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking line to define, much less find. So mm. that, that sounds nice. I wonder if they... No, they updated... Um, so the game King of Dragon Pass, mm-hmm. they there's like the newer version that was made for like mobile and shit and then ported to Steam and all that. And that's like yeah. the one that you buy. I think mm-hmm. it's only on GOG. If you buy it, you get the original 1999 installer, which is great because there was a bug in the original game where... You could win, like, in the at the start of the game, you can choose if you want your clan to be a war clan, a balance clan, or a peace clan. Mm-hmm. And it really just means, like, how much you're attacking. Like, even peaceful clans have to attack a little bit. In the original game, there was a bug they never fixed, so you could just win the game without actually attacking people. Like, you could truly be peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's but it was a bug. That's it was a fucking weird. bug. Yeah, like that the peaceful clan was actually truly peaceful, like pacifist. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, and like it, when I found out that wasn't a thing in the newer version, and then I saw Gog had replaced the you know the old game with the new. But it turns out they include the old version. Like that shit is so cool. Yeah, they do great stuff. Hmm. I'd be curious to know. I want well. There's a forum discussion for deadlock. Hmm. January twenty second, twenty twenty two. Possible solution. I like. I know that sometimes like Gog just includes like mods or unofficial patches or mm-hmm. shit to games. I'm wondering if that's one of those, <laughs> or if it's actually a fix. Not yeah, that it know. matters. I've, results I've no results idea. are the same, but that shit's just cool. I mean, honestly, I thought it was fucking wild that they put a game out, like, more wild that they put that game on Steam that just doesn't run on current the fact like, on modern just, machines. Yeah. <laughs> they I put I, it out on Steam and it just fucking doesn't actually work. On I modern, forgot on, that like, it was also on Steam, yeah. Yeah, like at least on GOG it says right there. Yeah, there's that Steam doesn't have a like works on these machines field. <laughs> yeah, no, they just have like the yeah. Like, well, of, they, they of... you know what on Steam? I don't know if this is recent or what. It says Windows XP Vista Seven. This product will not work in Windows Eight. Okay. I wonder if they added that after nobody could fucking play it. Maybe. It's possible. All of these reviews are like... Anybody who has more than .1 hours in the game also includes a thing that's like, here's how I fixed it. And then they have like 40 hours. (laughs) Uh Or it's like people who just give it the thumbs up because they played it back in the day. Yes. That's that's funny. (laughs) That's whatever. Oh, it's yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Check it out. Maybe I can buy it. 
in light of the recent invasion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I gotta wrap this up though. Um, yeah. <laughs> it ended up being long anyway. <laughs> I told uh, you, dude. I don't know. How I, to... Yeah. It was a it was a good time though. Yeah. Got a lot through a lot of stuff. I didn't mention Way of the House Husband. Way of the House Husband is a cute anime and a cute manga. I recommend. Yeah, it. I prefer I prefer the manga. Yeah, I like the I like the voice acting in the because the anime, the anime is, very is more of a motion. Comic. It's very motion. Yeah, like it's interesting. Some people fucking hate it, and I don't blame them. But I really like the music and the voice acting. Yeah, the music um, and the voice acting is fine. It's just it's not. It's like not animated. Oh, and I'd yeah, rather just no. see the. Longer because drawings. That makes sense. I mean, they, the drawings the, are good. The important part of the of the anime is that they kept the cat pooping, like trying to take a dump, and the other cats sure. are. Yeah, like <laughs> they're, they're, it's, it, it's like it's faithful. Like, they just copied those drawings. Oh, and totally. Color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good chat. And like, uh, yeah. And just like an episode that's just like little vignettes is not compelling TV to me. It's, it's oh, more, I, 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 I find it more enjoyable to just entail those as comic book bits. Yeah. See, and I was, I was looking for like the short thing. Like I could take in like two or three of those and then come back later. That was perfect yeah. for just the mm. shit I was doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Salt Circle Podcast, gmail.com, Salt Circle Pod on Twitter, anchor.fm slash Salt Circle. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Comic Panels. I'm not on Twitter, but I I tried to buy a game today. 